It's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by Flint composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program. Here's your host. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get through it. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Tom Sumner. We've got a, we got a good one in store, despite uh, a couple of uh, quick changes. Um, here, let me move this out of the way. Okay, then. Now I can get at my notes. Anyway, um... I had originally planned on uh, talking with uh, filmmaker and uh, author Jan Eliasberg, who has a new book called Hannah's War, about uh, a brilliant female physicist. Um, It's a story of war, romance, and one of the world's most earth-shattering discoveries, talking about the nuclear bomb. It's... uh, history-based retelling of the race to develop the atomic bomb. Anyway, she was scheduled to be here during this uh, first hour of the show, and uh, we had to reschedule. But in her place, I have coming up in uh, just a few minutes or so, um, we're going to talk about back to school and work with um, tech expert Andrea Smith. Um, I spoke with her earlier this morning. I originally planned on having her on or playing that interview back during tomorrow's show before Armchair Politics. Incidentally, um, tomorrow is Wednesday, of course, which means Armchair Politics, but we have uh, East Village Magazine editor Jan Worth Nelson will be joining our roundtable regulars, uh, Flint's premier political pundit Paul Rosicki, on the left in uh, longtime Genesee County Republican Henry Hatter on the right for armchair politics tomorrow but getting back to today's show uh, after we talk with Andrea this hour we're going to move on to uh, a conversation with uh, who, who do we have coming up in the uh, second hour oh it's uh, somebody from uh, the group Brainly which is a global home uh, homework help platform we're going to talk about a survey they did on um, uh, parents uh, 
how they feel about kids going back to school, masks, no masks, a, a lot of related back-to-school stuff. And uh, they've done a, a survey about it, and we're going to talk about the results of that survey and what they found out, and a little bit about what we can expect from uh, this coming school year. So we'll get into that. And then lastly, and, and not to... Uh, leave it to last, but uh, during the third half of our three-hour tour, I'm going to talk with uh, best-selling author Karen Slaughter. And uh, she has uh, a new book out called The Silent Wife. I think it's her 20th thriller. And uh, it's, she's always fun to talk to. So that'll be that'll be coming up. Later this week, uh, on Friday, in fact, we're going to have uh, Two-Tone Corduroy and uh, Mindy Love will be on the show. And I'm going to take just a minute. You know, we used to do um, we used to do this thing where we had uh, live music on Fridays. And then, of course, I closed the studio and that was no longer possible um, now that I'm broadcasting from the bunker here at home. And... Um, but I wanted to get back to having a musical guest every Friday during the 11 o'clock hour. I want to continue to support and promote local talent because, as I've said so many times, the talent pool in and from Flint and the surrounding area is as good as any you're going to find anywhere. Uh, so um, Mindy has promised me new music for this Friday, so new music from Two-Tone Corduroy and... Um, we're going to continue our uh, series, Bandemic, what uh, musicians and, and uh, performers are doing um, to continue to, to ply their craft, their trade, uh, during the uh, pandemic. So we'll be talking about that, too, because I believe she has uh, a live performance coming up Friday night. We'll talk about that and how that's going to play out, as they say. Um, but I thought since we had a little extra time during this first segment this morning that we'd look back at uh, a previous visit from Two-Tone Corduroy. We'll probably do that a couple times this week as a tease for Friday's show. And this is music that was performed live in our studio by Two-Tone Corduroy. Thank you. 
Live music from Two-Tone Corduroy, Mindy Love, singing with that group. They're going to be my uh, musical guest coming up this Friday with new music. That was uh, a song called Hammer and Nails, performed live in our studio uh, back when we were doing live music every Friday. And uh, we might hear another another one of her tunes uh, yet this week. Uh, as we ramp up toward hearing new music from Two-Tone Corduroy coming up this Friday. Um, By the way, with millions of Americans spending more time at home amid the coronavirus pandemic, Lawnstarter released its safety-focused study of America's best and worst cities for being stuck at home. Crunching data from a variety of sources to come up with their ranking, combing through 29 metrics ranging from property, Uh, crime rate uh, and pedestrian fatalities to suicide rate and food insecurity. They considered data associated with being stuck at home during the coronavirus pandemic. And here are their findings. Ten best cities, Frisco, Texas, 
Elk Grove, California, McKinney, Texas, Overland Park, Kansas, Fremont, California, Des Moines, Iowa, Santa Clarita, California, Plano, Texas, Virginia Beach, and uh, Irvine, California. Now, topping the uh, 10 worst cities to be stuck at home, um, Detroit, Michigan, Memphis, Tennessee, New Orleans, Louisiana, St. Louis, Missouri, uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, Mobile, Alabama, Cleveland, Ohio, Birmingham, Alabama, San Bernardino, California, and uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Interesting, those are considered the worst cities to be stuck at home. Um, I, I think one of the things about, and I don't know how you feel about this, but, y you know, when you're stuck at home, you're at home. The outside world doesn't matter all that much. Um, binge watch a little Netflix or some other streaming uh, app or dig out all those movies uh, that you've collected uh, on DVD or even uh, if you're old school like I am, pull out the old videotapes and go back through some old movies you've saved. There's always uh, a great opportunity to do some reading like Karen Slaughter's new book, The Silent Wife, and she'll be joining me during the third half of our three-hour tour today to talk about that book and about writing and all kinds of uh, fun stuff. And um, and again, during the second hour, we're going to talk uh, uh, about some back-to-school uh, tips from education experts at Brainly. Uh, Sean Lansing, actually, is going to be with us from Brainly. But coming up in just a, uh, well, right after the break, we're going to be talking with a... Uh, tech expert about uh, what kind of tech will make back to school and back to work, working at home, um, online schooling, those kinds of things, what kind of technology people need to arm themselves with to be able to function in what is turning out to be what we've been calling the new normal. So anyway, lots of good stuff coming up on today's edition of the Tom Sumner program. In fact, lots of stuff coming up this week. So be sure and uh, tune in each and every day for the Tom Sumner program. Anyway, we're going to take a short break. We're going to let our broadcast partners at 92.1 FM, Our Voices Radio, in Flint, squeeze a few words in edgewise or do whatever they do when uh, we go to break. They are a broadcast service of the Flint Odyssey House Spectacle Productions and... Uh, my good friend Paul Herring. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well. And then uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes to talk with tech expert Andrea Smith coming up uh, straight ahead. So don't touch that dial, don't click that mouse. Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger. T-I-double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. 
you can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. A social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the America, your children have an amazing superpower. They can help save lives by not having playdates. That's right. By replacing get-togethers with virtual playdates and video chats, they can help slow the evil spread of germs. And if your superheroes do go outside, make sure they continue their superhero wing by staying six feet away from others to protect everyone in America land. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Your calls matter. Join me and Andrea weekdays from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern to talk about whatever you want to talk about. The Tom Sumner Program has open phone lines Monday through Friday to hear from you. How's 2020 working out for you so far? How about those damn roads? Call in live at 810-339-8255. It's all about you. We'll be streaming live at TomSumnerProgram.com and simulcast on WFOV 92.1 FM in Flint. Foil hats are optional. Lady of the house, please. You thought you had every Elvis record made, but wait, Elvis sings again, this time from heaven. That's right, Elvis from heaven. Yes, hear Elvis from Graceland in the Sky. Soul-stirring versions of epic proportions. You'll hear Elvis crooning, Early Gate Rock. All dug up. Lying in the Chapel and 11 others. This record also includes a special Elvis message. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Elvis Presley. Order before midnight tonight and receive this Elvis Presley commemorative casket keychain. Open it up. Yes. The king inside. A must for any Elvis fan. Order yours today. To order your Elvis from Heaven, send $9.95 in checker money order to Elvis from Heaven, P.O. Box 714, Cleo, Michigan, 44487. Or save COD charges and phone 555-5554. Use Master Charge or Visa, Canadian residence, add $3. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology. Engineering and IT services at swiftland.technology. This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. And welcome back, everybody. While people are uh, wondering how they're going to manage 
getting their kids back to school and, and getting on with their uh, work lives and other things. Um, my uh, next guest has some ideas on how technology might play a role in that. She is an award-winning technology broadcast journalist, reporter, and producer. She was technology producer and on-air technology contributor at ABC News for over two decades. And now she runs her own digital communications business. She joins me by phone. Andrea Smith, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me back. I enjoy talking to you. Andrea, the um, I, I, people are embracing technology uh, during this pandemic in a way that um, they never really have before. I mean, technology has become part of our lives, but it's become so much more critical to people staying in touch with each other. Um, what would things be like if we hadn't had the ability to FaceTime and, and work from home? Oh, my goodness. I mean, that's the question, right? Because the fact that we can do all this is what's so astounding. You know, people have been talking about working from home and remote work, and tech companies have been building remote um, remote organizations where there really is no office, right? They're all using um, technology to stay connected. And my goodness, right now, I don't know what we would be doing. The, you know, the economy would just be in a complete standstill. Um, but luckily, there's innovation and there's progress and there's the evolution of technology. And we're doing things I never thought we could do before. I mean, you know, radio people are broadcasting from home, TV's going from home, and um, corporations are still able to get together and, and meet and run businesses. So, Yay for technology is how I look at it. Yeah, exactly. A lot of comparisons have been made uh, with this pandemic and the way that it spreads and, and acts and, and how global it is to the Spanish flu 100 years ago. And I try to imagine what what being closed up at home would have been like back then with no phones, no television, no internet no ability to communicate with other people i mean really being on lockdown um one thing i've noticed in uh, in in all the weeks since this began you mentioned uh, radio people doing shows from home well television people have been doing shows from home and as when it first started those first few days everything looked so raggedy <laughs> And, and then it seemed to get it seemed to get better every day. What was going on there? What what caused it to go from from looking like it was being done in somebody's basement to looking like a satellite studio? Well, you know, it's funny because a lot of people ask me about that. It's very true, and and it's amazing that you know we are able to do TV from home. What you're seeing on the networks, right, like when you saw Savannah Guthrie and Chris Cuomo, you know, broadcasting from their basement, the first day or two, they really were. It was like just using a regular webcam and, um, you know, doing the best they could. I think in the days that followed, um, the companies got smart and scrambled and got engineers and people in to kind of set up lighting and set up a better camera, realizing that they were going to be in it for the long haul. So what you saw was, was simply you know, a really good camera, um, a higher resolution digital camera, and really good lighting um, that would enable it to almost look like it was in a studio. Now, is that expensive for uh, 
people to do if they've decided they're going to work from home and do a lot of their meetings by by Zoom and so on? Is it is it possible to get a better quality uh, Zoom meeting? Yeah, you know, it's a really good question because, first of all, many of us with laptops have built-in webcams already. Um, some people who don't, you're going to need to go out and buy a webcam. And that's a problem right now because there's not a lot on the market. You know, they're, they're sold out. They're, they're taking forever to get back in stock because so many people need them. Um, what's really interesting, a company called GoPro, which I'm sure you've heard about. They sure. They great um, video cameras for recording action video. Um, they can use, the GoPro's Hero 8 Black can be used as a high-definition webcam. It's, it's so cool. You can use it from anywhere. You clip it on with the mount. So the way you would record, you know, going downhill on a ski slope, you can clip it to your laptop. You can clip it anywhere in a classroom even and do virtual learning and use it as a great webcam. Um, and then, of course, the other thing we talked about is lights. You want to make sure you look good. You don't have to go out and get expensive lighting. GoPro makes the Zeus Mini. It's a small little magnetic clip light. It's got three levels of brightness. It's got a 360-degree swivel, so you can use it in any direction. Um, it works with uh, Zoom, Microsoft Teams, Google Meet, Slack, you know, everything that companies are using today. Um, and it has a wide-angle lens for that full range of motion. So you can move around a little bit without repositioning the camera. So that's a really inexpensive way of doing it. You don't have to have those broadcast-quality lighting. For teachers that are doing online uh, classrooms, um, like for college, but also for uh, for public school teachers, um, this this came as a, uh, a a complete shock. It was all of a sudden we were thrown into this. Um, has their ability to do that improved over time as we look toward going into the new school year, um, and and how so? Well, I think it has, right? I mean, even teachers, you know, a lot of schools did have a plan for this. I've talked to teachers who they were ready for this. They were Zooming, you know, within two days. Others, not so much, and teachers really needed to get up to speed and understand how to do it. I think there's two things, right? I think that you really, you know, a teacher at home needs to have a good laptop. And kids need to have a device of their own. You know, kids can't share devices if they're all taking classes at home. And you can't share it with your parents and just use it for two hours while they're on a break from work. So the important thing is that everybody gets a good laptop with a good webcam built in that they can use. So that's a problem, right, because it's expensive. I always recommend a Chromebook for this because you can just use Wi-Fi, um, and, and a lot of schools use the apps that Chromebooks work very well with. My favorite is the Lenovo Chromebook Duet. It's just a, a thin, light, two-in-one device with a 10.1-inch screen. What's great about this is it comes with a detachable keyboard, so the kids or the teachers can use it in laptop mode for schoolwork, and then when the day is done and the kids want to play video games or the teachers want to, I don't know, watch a YouTube video or, or just hang out and watch movies, you can use it as a tablet, a very lightweight tablet that you just hold in your hand. Um, and it costs under $300. Oh, so wow. It's just an extraordinary device to get. And it's, it's got all the specs. 
One other really important thing to remember also when we're talking about kids and parents working from home is online safety. You know, yeah. parents can't always monitor what their kids are doing. Um, so they can be proactive, though. They can protect the whole family with security software like McAfee Total Protection. This is going to guard against malware, ransomware, spyware attacks. Um, it's going to protect your privacy and identity. You know, kids won't be able to give out personal information. And you can get a subscription that covers 10 devices. That's enough for the whole family. Um, what about Linux versus Windows with regard to security? You know, I don't think a whole lot of people at home are using Linux, to be honest. I think um, it's a very small subset. Um, you have to be you really understand technology. So I think right now what's happening is people are going out and buying either a Mac or a Windows PC, um, and and or you know an affordable Chromebook when they when they need to fill in extra devices. We've been talking mostly about uh, about hardware, but what about the software? Is is software being written and produced just in uh, record volumes because of uh, these changing work and school conditions? You know, I haven't seen a whole lot of new software. I mean, of course, we've seen new apps that let people connect and apps that do things. Um, but the software that, you know, I mean, people use Microsoft Word. They use Google Docs. You know, people are using the programs and the software that they've been using. What I have seen, of course, is the upgrades to software on devices like smartphones. Um, Samsung's out with a new line of phones. They have, they're running on Android, um, the Android operating system, and those updates are really what makes those phones so special. Um, and I always say that, you know, right now, staying connected is more important than ever. The right smartphone can make all the difference. So if you get the Samsung Galaxy A51, if you're looking for a new smartphone, it doesn't have to be that $1,200 phone. Um, the Galaxy A51 has all those key premium features that people need at an affordable price. It's got that edge-to-edge 6.5-inch full HD plus display. It's got four camera lens system for taking great photos and selfies. It has a, a fast-charging 4,000 milliamp battery that's going to get you through the whole day. It's running on Android operating system that really just allows for so much productivity. And all that's starting at $499. They even have a new 5G version available. Um, and the other thing I like about this is it's got an expandable storage. It's got a micro SD card slot for expandable storage. So that's where I'm seeing the bump ups right now. What about this, this notion of uh, kids going back to school, either at college or... Uh in K-12, um, what is a classroom going to look like? We're, we're hearing um, about in-person classrooms, online classrooms. We're also hearing about homeschooling. Um, do you think in-person in classrooms are going to be few and far between? Oh, my goodness. I, I, that's not something that, that I would even, you know, want to make a guess on. I mean, I, I certainly know family members who are going back to school down in Florida in uh, in two weeks' time, and, and they're starting full-time classrooms. Um, 
here in New York City, they're going back to class, but in other places, it's going to be remote or parents aren't comfortable with it. But, you know, in everything that I've heard, it's just going to be classrooms with, with much more space between kids, right. trying to keep kids apart, um, trying to have smaller classrooms, which, you know, actually would be wonderful for kids anyway. Yeah, that actually might be a silver line in the idea that uh, uh, educators are working more closely with students uh, in terms of the numbers and individuality. Um, what is there any special tech that that parents need if they're planning to homeschool going forward? This was all kind of thrown on people four months ago or five months ago. And and now people are sort of adjusting to it and saying, you know what, I think I'm going to just continue to do this. Um, is is there special equipment they need to do it effectively? You know, all, uh, all you need is a connected laptop. I mean, you know, there is so much right now. You know, when the pandemic started, all of these um, organizations – Google, different companies started coming out with virtual, virtual tours, virtual, you know, here's a virtual tour of this museum, here's a virtual tour of volcanoes in Nicaragua. And there is homeschooling software and classes available. We've interviewed people about this on my Parenting Bites podcast. So really, you just need devices for you and your kids, and you need to be connected, and you need to... Um, you know, just be able to engage them and, of course, follow the, the homeschooling curriculum so that they keep up with other kids in their, in their grade. And even the social aspect of it, you know, you get that, that a, a smartphone that they can use for video chatting or you have a webcam built in and they can, they can socialize still um, and learn at the same time. You know, I'm glad you mentioned... Um virtual tours of museums uh, do you have any sense for how museums and um, other attractions can can do virtual uh, interaction um, how, how they might monetize that oh i think a lot of them are already i'm a member of the new york botanic gardens and and they have some virtual walkthroughs you know they did the cherry blossoms and roses when they came out, but they're also doing interactive classes. Um, I think they had something like, you know, flower arranging or, or, you know, some other kind of classes that were pay-for classes, you know, that you signed up for a two or three um, weekly class, and they're monetizing it because they're hurting right now, too. So they definitely are doing things online um, that you can just follow along on your computer and, and uh, you know, pay for. We're... Um where can people get uh, good information that want to research this and figure out what equipment is right for them? Oh, any, you know, the tech websites are, are wonderful. Um, there's a, a website called CNET.com that really explains things um, in a very easy way. You know, if you wanted to research um, what laptop to get or what smartphone or, uh, you know, Consumer Reports has really good information. Um, we talk to people all the time on my Parenting Bites podcast about we actually just did a segment on homeschooling. So if you just do a Google search, um, I'm sure that people will come up with, with really um, 
you know, the, the information that's easy enough for them to understand, you know, at whatever tech level they're at. Well, I, I tell you, um, Andrea, it's always a pleasure to talk with you uh, and, and with someone who knows their stuff because I'm just not as tech-savvy as uh, as most people. Um, thanks for spending time with me this morning. I appreciate it. Oh, Tom, it's always a pleasure. And listen, everyone is tech-savvy now. That's what I say. Everyone who's gone through this and figured out how to do things <laughs> at home, you're tech-savvy. Well, I have to tell you, uh, back in January, I closed my studio and brought all the gear home and was planning to do my show from home and then a month later everybody was doing it <laughs> and i thought well this turned out to not be so special <laughs> <laughs> but you figured it out so oh yeah and it's, and it's great it's all working out andrea thanks so much have a great day thank you stay uh, well all right take care that was uh, Andrea Smith. She is an award-winning technology broadcast journalist, reporter, and producer. Andrea was the um, technology producer and on-air technology contributor at ABC News for over two decades before becoming the Lifestyle Channel editor at Mashable, where she explored the ways in which real people, not just geeks, began using technology in their various media outlets. Um or in their everyday lives, rather. Today, she runs her own digital communications business and freelances for various media outlets, including NBC News, Today.com, Techlicious, PopSci, and WABC-TV. And with that, we'll uh, break, and we'll have more of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead. Very fond of that new 
In a stretch of quarantine that lasts until July A super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus And if you got a better cough in your arm And if you got a better... <coughs> now back in 1918, influenza had its run But half the docks were busy overseas with World War I Today we have mass media and scientists to say If you don't want this virus, well then stay six feet away Super damn important that we practice isolation Cause we're asymptomatic while it's an incubation if there's not mitigation It's super damn important that we practice isolation If we don't do it, then we're all gonna die If we don't do it, then we're all gonna die And so I hope at last you'll take this lesson here to heart Cause it's already scary and we're only at the start If you get bored, just think of the immunocompromised Who can't go much of anywhere unless it's sterilised Oh, super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus If we don't act quick and social distance, it will mire us Stretch of quarantine that lasts until July. A super bad, transmittable, super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. Super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. Old-fashioned radio. For a new generation Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Sumner Program.com
Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hi, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. If you like talk radio that makes you think without telling you what to think, check out our whole show weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern at TomSumnerProgram.com. Selected segments are also available on this and other radio stations, but you can hear us anytime. Daily editions of the Tom Sumner Program repeat online all day and night on the show's website. Past shows can be found in the website archives. My long-format interviews with New York Times best-selling author photographers and writers from National Geographic, as well as artists, musicians, candidates, and elected officials are made possible by listeners like you. Support the Tom Sumner Program and Civilized Talk Radio. Visit our website at TomSumnerProgram.com and become a member. You can make a one-time gift or become a sustaining patron by taking the link to the Tom Sumner Program Patreon page. Thanks for listening and thanks for your support. discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. Where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses. And where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County. Where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at Michigan.org. Thank you, and thank you all for tuning in. You know, we know that tough times don't last, but tough people do. We've been through a lot here in Michigan. We've been through crisis before, where the country needed their countrymen and countrywomen to pitch in collectively to get through a crisis and rise to the occasion. Michigan once was the arsenal of democracy to win World War II. We need that same spirit now. We're working around the clock with doctors and hospitals and first responders to stop the spread and to save lives. But we need your help too. The state has launched a new volunteer website at www.michigan.gov forward slash fight COVID-19 where trained medical professionals can register to serve their fellow Michiganders by assisting hospitals in fighting COVID-19. State residents can also use the site to find out how they can help in their local communities by giving blood or donating resources or needed medical supplies. Whether you're a medical professional looking to volunteer or you're someone who can give blood or donate to your local food bank, everyone can help out. To get through this, we must all do our part. Stay home, stay safe, and save lives. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. I know of a place where you never get harmed. 
a magical place with magical charms indoors 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 take it away hey this is first ward city councilman eric mays and you're listening to the tom sumner program Ladies and gentlemen, in Philip Rapp's creation, The Bickerson. Like most married women, Blanche Bickerson is a romanticist. Having talked poor husband John into taking her on a second honeymoon, three o'clock in the morning finds Mrs. Bickerson in the lobby of a small hotel at Niagara Falls. Exhausted and bleary-eyed from the long drive, John Bickerson unloads the luggage outside as his wide-awake wife talks to the night clerk. Let's listen. It doesn't really matter about the room as long as we have a nice view of the falls. Yes, ma'am. I'll bet you don't remember me. No, ma'am. Well, I wouldn't expect you to with all the honeymoon couples you meet. I was here seven years ago. Is that so? Yes. Well... Better luck this time. Oh, we're still married to each other. We're just having a second honeymoon. Do many people do that? No, ma'am. I wonder why. I wouldn't know, ma'am. Are you married? No, ma'am. Arthritis makes me walk this way. Will you please sign the register? Oh, I'm sorry. Last time we were here, we had to wait two days for a room. We stayed in a motel in Buffalo. Oh, here you are. Thank you. Is that Bickerson? Yes, didn't I sign it right? Yes, ma'am. Mrs. John Bickerson and husband. Here's the key, room 318. There's the automatic elevator over there. We don't have any bellboys at night. Oh, that's all right. I'll go out to the car and get my husband. John, where is he? He's not in the car. I wonder if he took the luggage out of the trunk. Good heavens! John, get out of that trunk, you darned fool. John, John, John. Blanche, 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 shut the door. There's a draft. Come out of that thing. All right, all right, all right. Don't pull. Ow, my hand. Oh, serves you right. Pick up that luggage and straighten yourself up. Ow. I don't want you to go in that nice hotel looking like a ragamuffin. It's a nice muffin. Um, grab a couple of these bags, will you, Blanche? No! It wouldn't look right on our honeymoon. Come on! Oh, my back. Where's the bellboy? We don't have any at night. Are you the clerk? Yes, sir. Where's the register? I, I want a room with a bed. I've already signed it. You've got a room. Good. Where are you going to sleep? Come on, John. Stop dragging your feet. I just drove 2,000 miles for a second honeymoon. Lead me to my room. You had to talk like that in front of the clerk. Oh, let me sleep, will you, Blanche? I'd just like to go one place with you that you didn't embarrass and humiliate me. You've been unbearable since we left home. Keep going. In here? Yes. Pull the bags in so I can shut the door. No windows? No nothing? How much do they get for this broken-down room? This is the elevator. <laughs> Oh, well, push the button or something and get it started. I can't keep my eyes open another minute. I was afraid this would happen. I'd hoped that going on a second honeymoon would bring us closer together. Can't get much closer than this, unless you throw the luggage out. Every time I want you to be romantic, you're so distant, John. 
What is keeping us apart? The brown suitcase. What floor are we on? I'm sleepy. You're always sleepy. When you're not sleepy, you're humiliating me. I'll never be able to face that night clerk in the morning. You won't have to. Why not? There'll be a day clerk. Which way is the room? I don't know, and I don't care. I'm going to stay in the elevator. Oh, come on, will you, Blanche? Well, say you're sorry. I'm sorry. Now, where's the room? Right in front of you, 318. Well, open the door before I collapse. Thank heaven. I got to get some sleep. Well, put the lights on. Don't stumble around in the dark. Don't want to open my eyes. Just aim me at the bed and give me a shove. I'm not going to let you sleep until you undress properly and unpack the luggage. Oh, Blanche, why'd you have to bring so much stuff? You've got as much stuff as I have. I have not. All I brought was my toothbrush and my overnight bottle. You and that bourbon. You wouldn't take five steps away from home without it. Well, I can still remember what happened when we got snowbound in that cabin. That wasn't so terrible. Oh, not much. I had to live for two weeks on nothing but food and water. Don't throw my things around like that. There's no closet. Where shall I put these dresses? In the drawer. Where do you want these drawers? In the dresser. Fold up your pants neatly and put them under the mattress. Okay. Well, take them off first. John, what a fool I was to think you'd change. The second honeymoon was just as big a mistake as our first one. Oh, no, it wasn't. I'm so sorry you made me go on this trip that I could just die. I didn't make you go. You shanghaied me. even tried to get me to marry you again. Was that such an unreasonable request? Yes, it isn't legal. Why not? A man can't be punished twice for the same crime. Oh, that's too bad about you. How you shame me in front of all my friends. And after I sent the invitations out, too. Well, I wasn't going to have any formal a wedding and put out a lot of dough to feed your hungry friends and their squalling brats. There wouldn't have been any brats there at all. How do you know? Because I said plainly on the invitation, Mr. and Mrs. John Bickerson will be married March 9th, no children expected. Put out the lights. I'm never going back to that horrible apartment we live in. I'm going to sit here and stare at the falls forever. Wouldn't hurt you to look at them either, John. I see them every day on the shredded wheat box. How can you be so cynical? I'm glad I have a little romance in my soul. Just the sight of those falls brings back memories. Mm, yeah. Sit up, John. Look at that cascade. Doesn't it remind you of something? Yeah. What, John? I think I left the water running in the bathtub. John, you didn't. Okay, I didn't. Good night, Blanche. I never should have trusted you to lock up. Now I'm really worried. Did you close all of the windows? Close the windows. You didn't leave any lights burning, did you? Uh, no. Did you leave food for the cat? Left enough for a week. What did you leave him? A six-pound tin of corned beef. Did you empty it into a plate? No. Well, how do you expect the cat to eat? I left the can opener on top. Stop worrying about the cat. We should have taken all the animals with us. Poor little canary locked in the cage. Cat can't get out of the house. And who is going to feed the goldfish? Oh, help that they're terribly unhappy. Oh, they're not unhappy. They're having a fine vacation. They are not. They are, too. When I left, the cat was fishing. Fishing? Where? In the goldfish bowl. He was using the canary for bait. John Bickerson! Oh, go to sleep. The canary and the goldfish are fine, and I wish the cat would drop dead. Don't 
talk like that. I love that cat. When I get home, I'm going to enter him in a cat show. What for? He couldn't win anything. Maybe not, but he'd meet a lot of nice cats. Go to sleep, will you, Blanche? I'm not sleepy. Why don't you sit up and talk to me? Blanche, people don't talk at four in the morning. You talked until five o'clock on our first honeymoon. You kept reciting poetry and telling me how beautiful I was. Do you remember what you said, John? No. You told me your love for me was like a raging inferno. You said you had a fierce fire blazing in your breast like a live coal. What happened to it, John? It's only a clinker now. How can you say such terrible things to me? Blanche, I'm so sleepy, I don't know what I'm saying. I'd like to hear you say things like that to Gloria Gooseby. Can't I even go to Niagara Falls without Gloria Gooseby? The only reason you didn't was because she wouldn't have you. What? You proposed to her 15 times before you proposed to me. You big second fiddle, you. I never proposed to Gloria Gooseby, and you know it. And the next time I see her, I'm going to punch her husband, Leo, right in the nose. What have you got against Leo? He's a better husband than you are. I'm sick of hearing that, too. Leo Gooseby is a cheap, chiseling bum. He is not. He's more generous than you. Would Leo Gooseby give you a new dress? No. Would he give you a new hat? No. Would he give you a mink coat? No. Would you give me a mink coat? No. Why should I give you anything? Leo wouldn't. Stop screaming. You'll wake up the whole hotel. Well, stop goading me. You want me to do nothing but fight, fight, fight. No, I don't. All I do is ask for proof you love me and you go into a tantrum. Blanche, what more proof do you want? I tell it to you a thousand times a day. I raise a new crop of freckles to spell out I love you. I painted it on all the Burma shave signs. Somebody's at the door, John. Honey, 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 honey! Madam, this is not a beehive. It's my bedroom. What are people wandering around in the halls this time of night for? Don't be so crabby. It's probably some nice little bride who can't find her husband. Maybe he's lost. He isn't lost. He's hiding. Put out the lights, will you, Blanche? I've got a vile headache. Nobody told you to yell your brains out. Good night. If you just stand here and look at the falls for a few minutes, your headache will go away and you'll sleep fine. Mm. Where does all that water come from? I once read it goes over at the rate of 346,000 gallons a second. John? Yeah? Are the falls higher on the American side or on the Canadian side? I don't know. I'll have to find out in the morning. What a majestic spectacle. I'm convinced there's nothing in the world like Niagara Falls. Except you, Blanche. Really, John? Why do you say that? Because you never dry up either. Good night, John.
pilots, get off of my lawn. We're trying to do a radio show down here. It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on. Go on, get out of here. <laughs>